Can't get away from the fact I've been slacking all Despite the cost, you know I got to try it on Try it on What up, Dynasty players in the house? It's Dynasty War Games, and I'm your host, Jesse Schneeman. I'm here with one of my co-hosts, the illustrious Austin Bell. How you doing today, Austin? What's going on, Jesse? I love the compliments. Uh, I don't get enough <laughs> of them during the week, so coming here on a Sunday <laughs> just makes me feel great. Nice. Right on, man. Well, thanks for joining me. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm gr- I'm great. Um, you know, it's, it's rainy here, but, like, I kind of, you know, all the you know, the whole Northeast is rainy from this tropical storm, but I kind of like that, you know, it's a, it's a no pressure kind of day, you know, stay inside and watch football. And there's the wife's not bugging me to go pick apples or go to a pumpkin patch or some shit like that. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. That, that's a good point. Yeah. My lady's been uh, wanting me to do the same. So you're not wrong there. <laughs> uh, the pumpkin patch is one of the most dreadful activities that i i can even think of man the first time she got me to go there i was like all right we'll go we'll get some pumpkins maybe i got a pie it'll be like 20 minutes it was like two hours man what literally walking around the pumpkin patch yeah like oh look at that one it looks like the last one (laughs) uh how many did you come home with though uh the first time it was like i don't know 15 yeah, that it was, was a lot. Same problem we had. Yeah, we had a car <laughs> full. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we definitely toned it back. Oh, and I found like uh, glazed, like permanent gourds. Like somebody shellacked over them, mm-hmm. and I bought some of those. So, like, we can just put those out every year. So <laughs> I don't have to go. I don't have to go shopping. Anyway, we're here to talk dynasty, not pumpkins. Although. I think some of our players are starting to turn into pumpkins. Yes, for real. We're (laughs) learning them very fast. Yeah, we are. All right, so this week we're going to do a redraft of the 23 rookie rookie draft. But before we do that, let's talk about a couple trades. Let's do it. So last week we ended the show by me asking Chad, what do you want for Kyler in our fantasy Einstein's League commissioned by one Mike Casper, one that all four of us are in. Uh, very competitive league. Mike's got a super team, but um, starting to crumble. Place. You see some cracks. You see, yeah, some definitely cracks, some you know? cracks. He's he's got a huge IR list. His players are getting a little older. He definitely made a lot of all in moves last year. Um, but I mean, he has won what two in a row. Yeah, we can't let him three peat in his own league. I'm right. going to call collusion if he does. <laughs> well, there is a clause in that league, and I don't remember if it's three or four in a row triggers a full redraft i mean we would have to vote on it i think it is three but that would that would be interesting i i think i'd vote against it with the way i've, I've rebuilt my team i was gonna say I, I really like my roster so i'd be quite upset about it but mm. if it's for the better of the league then sometimes you can't be selfish so and there are some yeah. really bad rosters and some like another four or five, like what are you doing rosters? And then there's like four of us that are like, yo, this is this is a good roster. Yeah. So it, it right. is really lopsided right now. I can understand why it would need to be done, but yeah, I would be quite sad. I love my team in there. <laughs> Same. So Chad and I actually did get that trade done. Um, we went back and forth a bit. 
he wanted me to take Njoku as sort of a throw, and he offered me uh, Kyler and Njoku for two firsts and a second. Two twenty-four firsts and twenty-four second. It, I, I was probably going to accept that eventually, but I was letting it sit because I didn't love it. You know, I didn't yeah. love what I was the other part. I don't love Njoku get, getting him back. It's it's okay. You know, he's a he's the the best is definitely yet to come. Better days for Njoku yeah. in the future this season, but at the same time, even in a high what what is it point? It's point seven five in that league. But there's also bonuses for wide receivers and running backs. So correct. Yeah, uh, it feels more like a point five in that league with the bonuses. Right. Yeah. So it Njoku didn't really move the needle. Um, I well, the other thing was I was trying to deal Pickett to you mm-hmm. because you have Burrow and no, and at the time had no third quarterback. That's correct. So I, I mean, I, th- I thought my ask was pretty fair. It was. Um, I, I told you it was. 25 first, 24 second. Correct. You're like on the fence. So I pulled the second and said, all right, just give me a 25 first. And you were still like, I don't know. And I will go through my, I want to talk about my trade as well. Sure. And my reasoning sure. with Pickett, but let's finish this banger first. So I, yeah. So I, I put Chad on hold a little bit while I worked through that. Um, and also he withdrew the, the trade because he wanted to include Hawkinson. That really, that, that, that perked yeah. me up quite a bit. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting pits to midnight all of a sudden. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I would rather have obviously Hawk than Pitts. I'm not getting rid of Pitts, but I would rather Hawk. I thought he was going to ask for Pitts back in the trade. He did not. He just wanted mostly picks. I gave up three firsts. I think it's, uh, well, let me pull it up. Um, my firsts are probably going to be late some crazy things have to happen for me not to make the playoffs. I agree. Um, so yeah, it was, it was up, I think 224 first and a 25 first. And uh, it was, it was. Yeah. And I had a couple of Chad's picks here, which helped to get it done. Yes. That was, that was the big one. I, I could see the whole purpose of the trade for Chad. To be honest, yeah. is yeah, he's, he's doing like a pack. he's doing like a soft rebuild. He's got a good young team, yep. but he's got some veterans he wants to get rid of and sort of reset a bit. Um, so I gave him his twenty four first, my twenty four first, my twenty five first. I figure both of mine will be late. His will be mid. Um, and then I gave him his twenty four second, twenty five second, and Josh Downs. So three firsts, two seconds, and Josh Downs. For Kyler Hawk and Amari Cooper. Yeah, um, I honestly really like the trade. I, I know you don't get to hear that much with me, just <laughs> one of your trades. But when I saw when it, it, when I, I clicked it, went steps, through, <laughs> I was like, "Austin's gonna kill me." But go on. <laughs> no, like I, I went through and was like, honestly, that, that's a good trade. Like I, I saw each side of it. I saw where I felt the value was for it, and. I mean, in that league, I feel like it made a lot of sense for both teams. Um, for Chad, I don't love losing Hawk um, because he is young enough and, you know, tight ends aren't easy to get. Um, but I understand him wanting to get as many assets as possible to try to do a quick turnaround. And I think that 
there's a good chance he ends up as the tight end one overall. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's definitely in the discussion. Three years. Yeah. yeah I think there's a chance that, that he takes over for Kelsey once Kelsey is gone. I don't say, I'm not saying he's going to put up Kelsey numbers. You know, the one on yeah. the, the first tight end just won't be, you know, as yeah, good. Yeah. I agree. He, I think he'll be in discussion this offseason as the first tight end when you're coming through on a tight end premium startup. I agree that definitely in the realm of possibilities. So when I broke it down, and this is how when this is how I do, I think a lot of people do this when you get big complicated trades, you break it down as per player, what you're giving up per player to sort of reason it in your mind a little bit. So if you think of it as all right, I'm giving up a first and a second for Kyler. Great. Wow. I'm giving up a first and a second for Hawk. Great. I'm giving up a first and a second for Amari Cooper. Mm, not great. But, I mean, that's not enough for Kyler or... Yeah, I was about to say, I looked at it as Chad's first and your 25 first for Kyler. Okay. So that way he's getting his early to mid first back and he's getting a late 25 first. Which it, at this per- point in time, I don't know how much more you can get for Kyler. It sucks, but I don't know how much more you can get. Right. You know, and, and in the negotiation, he said, you know, I expect Kyler to come back and be Kyler and be, you know, top yeah. 10 with top five potential. Uh, but he also said, and I said, well, you know, the reason I'm doing this at all is because his value is a little depressed. Otherwise, I'd be going after, you know, T-Law or Herbert or whatever. Yeah. Um, but and so he said, you know, he said, I, I realize that I can't ask for what his value is going to be. Correct. Um, but he also wasn't going to give me just a huge deal on it. So then a first and a second for Hawk, which is your late 24 first and his 24 second or 25 second, excuse me. And I think that's fine for Hawk. I mean, obviously I would want two first for him, but it's hard to push that in a, in what turns out to be basically a 0.5 tight end premium league. Right. Um, so then it's Amari Cooper for Josh Downs in a second. And I, I don't know how much more you can really get for that. Yeah. You want a first for Cooper, but it's hard to move him for a first. I have him in a couple leagues. I realized I'm not as good as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll just get somebody's 24 first for him. And every counter is a player in a second. Mm. So, yeah, I haven't been able to get a first for Amari Cooper. I'm able to get an offer for Amari Cooper. In yeah. The one league I'm trying I, to most of them I do get rejections, but I got a couple counters. And it was a similar, like I said, a downs type player in a second. And that just. For somebody who I feel 15 a week is, you know, not guaranteed, but pretty safe, it's hard to give that up for a second and somebody that I hope could be decent. So in the end, uh, I want – so what? my quarterbacks now are Kyler, AR, Love, and Pickett, right? And I have what is most likely going to be the 101 next year. But this, this team's ready to go. And I didn't feel comfortable with Love Pickett and AR. Um, that's why I wanted to add Kyler at least, you know, hopefully he'll work in towards the end of the year. And then next year I'm locked and loaded. If I'm drafting Caleb, I got to wait a year or two for him to be good in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that thought process totally. I don't know if other people do, but I think you're correct. I still have the 101. I didn't give it up. I can still take Caleb or trade down. Yeah. Right. So part of my thinking is, well, all right, now I'm going to have four quarterbacks. Even though Kyler's on IR, I can deal one of them and be all right. 
you know, I, I, I can fill in. I have enough players that I can put in at my super flex um, that I, I don't necessarily have to have a quarterback every single week if somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, so that was my thought. I'd, I'd trade you Pickett. Um, I also offered you love, told you it would be more expensive. <laughs> you didn't like that idea, so we stopped talking about it. Yeah. So, um, run, walk me through your thought process. So when you sent the 25, my, it's a hopefully late 25 first and what would be a late 24 second for Pickett. In my head, I'm like, this my, that would be my asking price if I move and pick it as well. Said, but with my roster, I have depleted picks already. If I'm going to use my picks, I want them to be very specifically done for my roster because it's a very young roster that also needs a stud running back. Um, I'd never, I, honestly, this roster's never had one, but it has mostly everything else. Um, so I've tried to be really particular with the remaining picks I do have. So I'm like, man, just, you know, I'll, Pickett's been bad, so I felt like the value was closer to just a first, even though I personally think now's the time to buy him because he's played two great defenses. And, you know, going into week three through six, the defenses seem a lot less intimidating. Um, But I was just like, you know, if I can get a quarterback I like and not have to spend a first, I can use that first with a player I have for a running back I want. And that was kind of my thought process of, so like I said, your value felt dead on. It's, I had no issue with the price point, but I didn't really want to use a first on a quarterback because I have, I have Burrow and Herbert. So I have so much assets involved in those two already. I didn't want to have to spend more high end assets on a third quarterback. Totally makes sense. I get that. And I really like the trade that you made. So tell, tell me about the quarterback that you got. Uh, I got my boy Sam Howell. Uh, right on. I've, you know, I followed what I've talked. I mean, I, I believe in him. I think he's been more than solid. And uh, so I ended up sending uh, what I would expect to be a late 24 and 25 second. They're both mine. Um, and Aiden O'Connell, which was honestly the piece I didn't want to move out of all those assets, which I don't think he's anything special, but I think he actually has a real shot of seeing a value uptick. Which what like could, if Hertz get gets hurt? No, and... he's on he's on the Raiders. Oh, okay. if Garoppolo gets hurt, which let's be honest, that's okay. a high possibility. Who's, who's the third guy in Philly? What's his name? Uh, yeah. Heck, I don't know. It's that's, something like that. To know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, O'Connell, like I said, I don't think he's a you know the next big thing, but I could easily see him be somebody that. You know, week 11, week 12, week 15, he's starting. And so that's an extra second that I can use in a trade at a different point. But I got Sam Howell and a 26 third. Um, so I Tanner, felt like – Tanner McKee. Is who that's that it. Is. Yep. Aiden O'Connell, Tanner McKee. It's the, it's the same name. <laughs> yeah, it's debatable. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, the price point I wanted to be at. I was hoping to get two seconds for Howell. And, you know, getting a third, even if it's in the future, back is a plus for me. Yeah, it's a good trade for you. Anytime you can get a starting quarterback in Superflex without giving up a first is always a good deal. Even if Sam Howell doesn't have that job next year, it's very much up in the air. It's only two seconds. You got a third back. You can make up that. You know, you can find a third quarterback next year if you need to. Yeah. And and I would probably do what you did this year and just – 
unless something falls into your lap, just go into the season and work it out when you have to. Correct. Yeah, with the two big guys, it's it's hard. Like I said, it's just hard to spend assets on a third safe guy. Like it'd be awesome to have a Kirk Cousins, but I think he's going to cost probably more than Pickett. And, and I think I, that's I, – I honestly think Cousins is too much to have on your bench. Yeah. I, you can supplement your starting lineup with the assets that you put into Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's fair. I always like to have just – just that the you know the the Howell Pickett Love those are really good third quarterbacks to me that kind like I don't want Baker <laughs> to be uh, honest but I'll yeah it's a little too low but I would do it um, I mean there's a team when I, Wentz is my third quarterback but that's just because <laughs> I biffed it in the startup and we'll <laughs> do something if we have to <laughs> yeah sometimes but, uh, you gotta do what you gotta do yeah exactly like when it comes to that level I don't like level of like, I don't like to have uh, too good of a quarterback as my third. I have a couple leagues now that I have, like, Stroud and AR as my third, and I know I'm going to have to do something at some point. Yep. I'm going to have to trade somebody and, and yep. upgrade my starting line. Yeah, making those decisions on Sundays is so difficult when you have three big guys. Like, I have a league with Hertz, Burrow, and Cousins, and it's mm. the two, two QB league. It's really hard to decide come Sunday mornings which one to sit. I mean, Hertz is plug and play until he's not. But to be honest, even in this league, he's been so safe. It doesn't matter because it's a point per carry league. I have too many quarterbacks in that league, too. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like, because I don't, I have too many average quarterbacks. I'll put it that way. Like, I don't have guys that you're like, oh, yeah, you got to start those two. I have Tua, Danny Dimes, Stafford, and AR. So, I mean, in a two QB league, though, that's that's a pretty good little stable because, I mean, you and two are, you know, that's, that's your family member. So, you know, you're going to start him. Let me, um, yes, my son. Let me read you a quote about Tua, by the oh, way. Gosh. Did you write it yourself? I did not. Is and I don't poem? even know who's, I don't even know who said it. Brian Ford sent this to me and he didn't tell me where he got it. Uh, but Tua Tagavaloa. Tag of <laughs> Tua is the current betting favorite to win MVP. Over his last 13 healthy games, Tagovailoa has averaged 305.2 passing yards per game. Patrick Mahomes averaged 302.1 yards per game across his career. Obviously, it's a different sample size, so it's a hey, I mean, weird comparison. That's kind of a... <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like whoever wrote this wants to it. Yeah. Be the well, like, I, like I asked, did you write this? <laughs> All right, so let, let's uh, let's redraft some rookies. What do you think? Let's do it. Heck yeah, we're a couple weeks in. We saw training camp. We know who's starting and who isn't, and who's showing out a little bit. And who isn't? Do you want the one hundred and one, or you want me to do the one hundred and one? I think it. that's the yeah. What's up? The easy one. Yeah, I think that's the only. Like slam dunk in this entire thing. Personally, I have changes everywhere. Yeah. So B John one hundred and one. Who you got at one hundred and two? It's still a rich for me, Anthony Richardson. Um, okay. It's, we've seen enough to where I feel the passing upside is there, um, which made me happy enough. And uh, I mean, the rushing floor is obviously there as well. We've seen that. Uh, the injuries they're going to come. He's a rushing quarterback. Um. Yeah, he's got to get down. Um, these hits he's taken are 
pretty ridiculous. It reminds me of early Cam that just wasn't scared of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cam was superhuman at that time. We'll have to learn if Anthony Richardson is or not. Yeah, I mean, it, it's he's probably the only quarterback I've ever seen that can like compare to Cam Newton physically. Yeah, yeah. But we'll have Cam to see Newton. if his body can actually hold up to that. That was Cam was crazy, man. It was five or six years. He just never. I mean, he, he got he flipped a car and played the same week. I mean, it's, really? Yes. I, don't, I didn't even remember yes. that. Yes. Wow. I mean, it, the dude was crazy for that period of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the commercial with that little kid. Yep. <laughs> and I can grow up and be your mom's favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> It is funny how many people think of that when they think of Cam. But it is all <laughs> so commercial. Funny. It's stuck. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd have AR. I'd have AR second. But third, where I had Bryce Young, I now have CJ Stroud. What's your reasoning? Let's hear it. CJ Stroud now has more 300 yard passing games than Justin Fields' career. Okay. That just means Justin Fields hasn't done it yet. Yeah, Stroud's looked really good. He had a 300-yard passing game last week. He's made Nico Collins into a thing. Um, He hasn't turned the ball over once, I believe. I know he he hasn't thrown any interceptions. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Okay. He hasn't thrown any interceptions. He just looks really good. Hyper accurate. Understands the offense as advertised, basically. Yeah, Um, I've been impressed. Yeah, Bryce Young has struggled to diagnose defenses so far, and that's a that's the part of his game that we thought was going to be locked in and ready to go. So that's concerning to me. He has to take a step forward in that situation. Obviously, he's well equipped to do it. He's a smart guy, uh, student of the game, but he has to actually do it. And until a player actually does it, you don't know if they're going to do it. So I have to bump him down one spot. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I get it. I I figured Stroud was going three there. Um, it's kind of what'll be interesting to watch, see at the end of the year. This this list compared to yeah. week eighteen, because I think it'll shift just as much, if not more, from where we were before the season. Yeah, and we'll do this exercise a few times during the season. Um, I, unfortunately, Chad couldn't be with us today. He's running one of his fifteen businesses. At the moment, <laughs> yeah, I was really wanting him to get pick three and make him make this decision right here. Yeah, um, I was curious where he was going to go. Um, right but on. yeah, at 104, I'll take Bryce still. Um, yeah. I've watched every play. Um, I was actually at the game Monday. Uh, oh, nice. the team around him is, is bad, to yeah, be honest. I it, and I knew it wasn't good. But, man, it's bad. We set up in the 500s at the stadium so you could see the plays develop. He's got nowhere to go. I mean, you can you can tell him he needs to read defenses better all he wants. And the two picks in week one were – the second one especially was on him. But last week, he didn't have anywhere to go. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, the, the receivers – I could create more separation in the game, it feels like. I mean, it's, it's bad. The O-line was terrible last week. It's not probably going to be any better until Austin Corbett comes back at right guard, uh, which would be week five at earliest. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a, <clears throat> probably a rough year for Bryce, if we're going to be honest. Um, especially not a gl- Sorry. You're fine. But not a glowing endorsement for Mingo. Oh, no. I mean, he has one of the worst uh, yards per route separation in the league right now. Mm. I mean, it, it's like 1.1 something. 
per route run. And league average is 2.9 something. So, I mean, it, it's bad. It's they're, The offense also, the play calling has been terrible. Doesn't fit Bryce's game. Doesn't fit the players around him game. So that's something the Reich's going to have to work on. That really but, surprises me. Who's your OC? Uh, oh, my gosh. My mind just went. Thomas Brown, uh, the Rams guy. He came from McVay. Uh, gotcha. He actually had a couple head coaching uh, interviews and chose here. But he's not even Ooh. calling play calls. as Reich is. And uh, the media around Carolina is already starting to ask Reich when he's going to give the play call and duties over. And he's like, not yet. So uh, it's something's going to have to change. I'm really curious to see how Andy Dalton and this offense looks this week. Not because I think Andy Dalton's something special, but uh, I think it could show that they were really trying to hamper Bryce and kind of protect him, which is not what Bryce needs. Uh, like you just said, he's smart enough. Throw him out there and let's see what he does. Yeah, you know, if if this is maybe something that we missed uh, in the in our offseason analysis that. They really, they really needed to add a, a safety blanket for him. You know, somebody that can get open quickly. You know, I, obviously, the Panthers did what they could in the draft. They yeah. did a, an excellent job. I, I'm not saying that they had to get somebody, but it it would have been nice if they would have been able to grab a downs type player that's open in short yes. area quickly as a safety blanket for him. But obviously, the team's not fully built yet. We've got another offseason next year, and they're they're going to need to beef up that line and, and give them some real weapons. Yeah, yeah. The line healthy doesn't scare me. It, they were pretty solid healthy. But, yeah, I mean, the weapons are – it's god-awful, to be honest. It, it was unenjoyable to watch coming from a fan that enjoys mm-hmm. football as much as the next person. Yeah, I was – that was that was an ugly game, but better days better days to come for Bryce. I hope so. Sure. Let's do it. All right, one oh five. This is where it starts getting tricky. Yeah, this is tough, man. I still don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Gibbs just for p- positional scarcity. And I, I'm not scared off by the usage so far. I think they're working him in as a rookie. Um we're recording this ahead of week three. You're gonna hear this <laughs> after week three without yeah. Monty in there. So it could be just that he's blown up and, and cemented yeah. this one. Over yeah, reminder, spot. everyone talking about you know, <laughs> this is before week three. So don't kill us when, you know, Zay Flowers goes for 300 yards and he wasn't pick 105. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think we have to talk a lot about Gibbs. Nah, it's, um, I, that's where I'd have him as well. I'm with you. All right. Um, are, are we in agreement on JSN or do you are you moving so that, him down? No, I'm going to stick with my – pre-draft analysis and have JSN as my one. Um, so at 106, I'll take Jackson Smith and Jigba, but it's getting interesting. Not because of anything he's done, but because of what, who I'm assuming is going to be at 107, what they've done. Yeah, I have JSN at 106 as well. Just the talent is there. He hasn't gotten his opportunity yet. Uh, but 107, yeah, this is a big change. I have Zay, Zay Flowers. Um. Addison, yes, has two beautiful long touchdowns, but most of his production have come on those two catches, whereas Zay Flowers is getting peppered with targets, um, catches. He just looks electric out there. He's at his size is their number one receiver. I mean, yep. uh, obviously, 
Obviously, ODB has heard already. We knew that was going to happen. There really wasn't a lot, there wasn't a lot of a big threat of him stealing targets for the full year. But like for it to come out game one, for him to be just the alpha over Odell like that was surprising. Yeah, I mean, speaking of short area quickness and getting open fast, yeah, shoot, shoot, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's fun to watch. He really is. He is fun to watch, which is is what you want on your fantasy team. You want to be able to root for somebody that's fun to watch. Absolutely. When's the and when's the last time the Ravens had somebody at receiver that could do something like this? Yeah, Uh, Steve Steve Smith. Yeah, I would guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to. He's like a little badass, say Flowers. I'm starting to think of it. He's not exactly the same type of player as Steve Smith. I think he's quicker and more agile, where Smith might – Smith was just a tough dude, man. At his size, would just out-muscle people. It was kind of unheard of. but Absolutely. In a, in, in a slightly different way that Steve Smith was a little badass, Flowers is a little badass, man. Yeah, I'm ready to see him this year. I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, it should be awfully fun. Well, all right, one wait. Um, what do we? We're gonna uh, say the, we're gonna say point five, <laughs> point five premium. I know what you're thinking here. Uh, um, actually, let's have a little fun. Let's make it a full point premium. Okay, Kincaid. All right, Kincaid in a full point. Yeah, um, point five. I was probably gonna take Addison just because I love the offense he's in, and unlike most people, I don't think Kirk goes anywhere after this season. Um, so I think at least one more year with Kirk, and that's just it's such a great offense for him. He can do honestly whatever he wants with the weapons he has around him, and you know it's an easy offense. But Kincaid, I've seen enough first two weeks. Uh, I would love to see a little bit more targets up the seam, but he is being used how I was hoping to. So just get that target share up a little bit more. I mean, they're lead the league in 12 personnel. Um, so two tight ends on the field. It's all you can ask for, for a rookie tight end starting off first two weeks. I mean, obviously you want the touchdowns, but the use he's out there. there. Exactly. Yeah. He's out there. He's going to, he's going to start making plays. He hasn't exactly broken out yet, but he will. And Dawson Knox is – he's already banged up. He's not going to go through the full season healthy. And at some point, you're going to see the shift where the Dawson Knox usage is the Kincaid usage and vice versa. Correct. So even in a one-point premium at 109, I can't smash Addison fast enough. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like – this is like three seconds on the clock for me, and, and I'm taking Addison. Uh, his his value's risen more than I thought it had. A couple big plays shows you what a couple big early plays in the year yeah, will do. Absolutely. I just made it, I just made a trade last night. Um, I traded Addison for DJ Moore and Ayuk. Yeah, I mean that's huge. Um, to be honest, I think Ayuk and Addison are basically neck and neck. I don't know. Yeah. So get, you're getting almost a free DJ Moore out of that, in my opinion. Well. He was into Addison, and I, I like so. I could, yeah, I could tell. The first offer was Burks instead of Ayuk, and I just, I, I don't want to acquire Burks. Even though I, what would you have done 
on that DJ Moore and Burks deal? If you couldn't get a counter worked out, would um, you have taken it? In value retrospect, yes. That's that's definitely the better value side. That being said, it's all about roster size, how many guys I'm starting, how much depth I have. You know, there's a lot that comes into getting doing a two for one for both sides. You know? On that team, I could use some depth. I'm always then trying to work depth. Getting on a that one team. for two is a solid move. But yeah, with what you got, that's a that's a killer move. Yeah, I went back to him and I was like, I, I like it. You know, it's, I like the idea. This is this is a good trade. Let's work something out. But I just kind of don't want Burks. So I actually asked for Ayuk and Mims, which would have been kind of, I would have been smacking him around a little bit, I think. Um, But he pushed back. He's like, that's too much. And he didn't want to give up Mims. I think he's trying to get younger. Um, I get it. So he sent me three different options, and this is the one I took. This sounds like uh, prototypical rookie fever. That's what Mm -hmm. this sounds like to me. Um, It sounds like somebody's in love with the rookies and they think they're the next big thing and they're getting rid of still young enough producing pieces for hopefuls, which is a dangerous game that can work phenomenal. You can end up with Justin Jefferson or you can end up with not Justin Jefferson. And all of a sudden (laughs) in two years, you're like, dang, I really wish I had Ayuk and DJ Moore. Well, let's not, let's just, let's not make it out to be Jalen Rager or anything. I think Addison's got a good chance to be closer to Devonta Smith than Jalen Rager. Yeah, that's fair. Um, which, if that happens, it's, you know. And and DJ, DJ Moore, even though he had a good game last week, his value is very depressed because of that passing game, man. It's a mess. And I've heard Memphis say this before. I couldn't agree more. I think it just doesn't work when you have a defensive head coach and a young developmental quarterback. You mean like C.J. Stroud? Careful. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. It may not, you know. We'll see. It, it, yeah, I'm not saying it can't work, but I think too much too much attention is paid on the on the defense by the head coach. So you really need to depend on your your offensive coaches to develop this guy. So if you didn't pick the right people, you know, rather than being able to do it yourself, you know, would yeah. you rather have would you rather have Reich for Bryce Young or Eberflus? Yeah, I mean, definitely Reich and, and the system coaches around right. him. I mean, Fields has been it's been terrible for him since he got in the league for offensive weapons and offensive coaching, but uh, we'll see. I mean, it's a huge year for him, like huge yeah. for fantasy and real wor- real world. So, yeah, one ten, right? Yeah, you're at one ten. Yeah, I I just I'm very worried about DJ Moore. At this point, he's not somebody I want to start. Um, so I, I feel like there's a name I should say here, but uh, I'm not going to. I'm gonna see if you take him, and if you don't, then we'll probably <laughs> all get yelled at. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to take Sam Laporta here. Okay. Yeah, yeah Laporta's the other – in a full point. Yeah. Heck, I'm starting him on a contender as a flex right now. I mean, I'm in a 1.0 premium league, and, mm. I mean, he's just safe. It's I'm going to get 12 points out of him, which is not yeah. easy to say with other receivers. And as a rookie tight end, that's huge. Yeah, he's got the volume. Yeah. Uh, they're using him all over the formation. He's not just playing tight end or slot. He's also playing outside at boundary receiver, which surprised the hell out of me. 
He um, looks he's good pretty good. It. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good with the in breaking roots. Yeah, I've been um, impressed. I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm starting him in a league that I assume I almost left him on my practice squad. You know, my taxi squad. Yeah. But um, after I saw how he's being used, I'm shit. I'm starting him over Schultz, Everett, Chig, uh, Musgrave, or the other tight ends that I have on that league. I'm I'm starting him over those guys. Can't blame you at all. He's uh, I mean. Ironically, he was my sell high when we did this about a month ago at the tight end position, and it was because he was at tight end twelve. And now I see. I mean, I, I can admit I'm wrong there. The usage is where you wanted it to be for a rookie, and you never knew you were going to get that. Right on. Yeah, it's very rare that you see two, and we'll talk about a third one in a bit. I'm sure rookie tight ends being used like this right out of the gate. Yeah, you just you don't see it, and it just shows go, goes to show what. You know, we all we've talked about all offseason is that it's it's a different landscape for tight ends now. They're not they're not necessarily learning two positions anymore as a blocker and a receiver. You know, Kincaid and Laporte are mostly being just used as receivers. So the the learning curve is a lot shorter for them. Yep. All right, one eleven. Yeah, Marvin Mims. Okay. It's not um, who I expected either, so we're definitely going to get yelled at. <laughs> uh, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, you're going I, I'm to, not, and I'm not going to say it until I go, but you're definitely forgetting somebody. Am I? It's not. I mean, I'm not. If you're going to say Quentin Johnson. Okay, go ahead. Give me Mims. Give I've me had him late. I've had him Mims. mid to late second for months. So, um, yeah, Marvin Mims, man, just the electricity is there. It's shown. I've been talking about this for weeks. The week one goose egg really was a gut punch, especially without Judy in there. But uh, they're bringing him along slowly. He is a rookie, probably doesn't know exactly where he's supposed to be on every play, and Sean Payton won't stand for that shit. So even in the even in the week where he had the two long um, two long catches, you know, the long touchdown, he only played sixteen plays. So. He's being brought along slowly. I, I I hope I'm not overreacting to this, but it really is just maybe confirmation bias, but it, it it's he's showing what I thought we would see out of him already. Yeah, he's a that's a little early for me. Um this guy I'm about to say that like I said, we're gonna be yelled at that we he's not going until one twelve. Um but uh it's a little early for me for Mims. There's a couple other names I'll take before him, but I definitely see it. I mean, I like them pre-draft. I definitely see the upside. But uh, at 112, Puka Nakua. I mean, 35, ah. targets, 35 targets in two weeks. And I'm Puka not even a, a Nakua. Rounder. I'm not even a Nakua fan. But you you have to take him. I mean, that's insane workload. I am a Nakua fan. All right. I have zero shares, and I regret not taking them in the fourth round in a couple of drafts, but I was taking tight ends and running backs. Yeah, I hear you, and that's what normally what I do too. Uh, I have three shares. I got two fifth-round shares of him, and it, it basically was it, was it was pretty much like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I literally I said this on Dynasty Fever with Brian Ford. Um, I took Puka because his name is similar to my dead cat's name and the ghost of Pukas, the cat, was like sitting in the corner staring at me during the draft. And I was like, all right, buddy, I'll draft him. <laughs> and that's literally why I took him twice. 
So I'm just kind of happy. I mean, I will give credit to where credit is due. Uh, Dallas Hyder has been huge on this guy for months, and he clued me in on him. I went and watched tape. He looked good in college. He's, yeah, didn't have a lot of numbers in college. He's kind of kind of came out of nowhere. I, I watched the All Twenty Two of two Rams games already this year, every play, and this dude's for real. Yeah, that's my point exactly. I mean, he's smooth. He runs really good routes. Uh, like he is a much better root runner than I expected. He's big. He knows how to use his size. Uh, haven't seen him really. Like I had, I did see him get off of of press a couple times, but I haven't seen him. Like we haven't seen him against a team that is really plays really tough press man every, you know, almost every down. We haven't seen that yet. But to be honest with you, McVay's system is yep. is very friendly to players like that. He knows how to scheme guys open against press. And it, like, if you watch Tutu, he's running free on every play because he's all of the motion, right? He's, he's either offset and using one of his other receivers as a pick, or he's running jet motion, or he's just in regular motion and he's moving at the snap of the ball. And it, if you can't get your hands on Tutu Atwell, it's going to be tough to guard him at this point. He's turned into a pretty decent zone beater. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, McVay's perfect with these receivers. It's so much fun to watch. It's really nice to see that Tutu's um, developed. Because he, I don't think he could have done this last year or the year before. No, it's really I nice to that. see that he's yeah. definitely put in some work. Um, I, Pukas Nakua, it, it surprises me that he's a first-rounder. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I'm surprised he's not gone yet. Wow. So I, mean, I, I also have a third share where I spent all of my fab on him. Well, that's that's worth it. <laughs> I spent every penny. Was actually, I think it's that double deuce league yeah, that we I'm keep talking sure about. Was. Yeah. 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 That league, man. I also picked up Musgrave. With fast, it's, t- it's a tough we- league, man. There's only ten bench spots. Yeah, tough. I mean, we talked about that. Before. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. All right, but who's going to start us off in the second? <sighs> oh, let's do a rundown of the picks first. Yes, yeah. Let's will. let's go. Yeah, let's go through the first, um, the first round. So obviously, one hundred and one B John. He's looked amazing, uh, absolutely as advertised. Maybe better. Like I. I knew he was a good receiver, but not this good. Uh, AR, Stroud, and then Bryce, which is definitely a flip from, I think, what the consensus was a few months ago. Um, and then Gibbs, then JSN, which I think is pretty – that that's pretty chalk from a f- few months ago as well. Uh, 107, Zay Flowers. This is where we get into some changes. 108, Kincaid. 109, Addison in a fall. Like, if I had 109 – and I got Addison. I'd be so psyched. One ten Laporta. That's a big jump up for him. Uh, one eleven for Mims. Big jump up for him. And then one twelve Pukas Nakua, all the way from the fourth or fifth round to one twelve. Man, going to be very interesting to see if and when Cup comes back. What that does to Puka, but I think they can coexist. Yeah. Uh, they play different positions. They're similar players, actually. Um, but they they play 
different positions. And you'll, I, I think you'll see Cup use to stretch the field a little more. They, they're going to run into trouble if they don't start doing that. Yeah, it's just with Stafford, he hyper-targets somebody. I'm curious to see what happens when Cup's out there for everybody else. Right. Well, I mean, Pukas and Tutu have both been eating. Yeah. And Higby's not been bad as well. But you're not going to see Stafford support for no. no, even three on a weekly basis. Oh, man. So now i got to figure out who 201 is. <laughs> you got the easy 101. Now you get the tough one. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there aren't enough players in this area that have differenti- differentiated themselves. Um, I think this was a hot area for running backs a few months ago. But I think I'll take Musgrave. Like I said earlier, in a full point in a full point premium with the usage that he's gotten, even though it's a young offense with a who the hell knows quarterback still, Love has looked good. He's processing well. Uh, he's not just taken off and running, even though he can. Uh, and they're using Musgrave. He's out there. Uh, he's made some long catches. He's shown his athleticism. I don't. He couldn't block in college. I don't think they'll ever ask him to really do that in the NFL much. 201 for Musgrave all day. I'm very, very, feel very solid that I got at least uh, a backup tight end that I can use as a flex. Interesting. And if, no if you get that in the second round, uh, you know, it, for me it, at this point, it's like floor play. Yeah. With, with huge upside. I like it. I don't have an argument. Um, there's names that I would probably take ahead, but I, at this point, it's just take who you want and yeah, see what happens. It's still it, it's getting a little flat here. Um, so speaking of flat, I'll take uh, Roshan Johnson. Okay, I think I, that's probably would have been my two hundred one. Um, I just think the usage is going to be there. There's nobody scares me. Herbert doesn't scare me. Foreman's been a healthy scratch. I mean, it's it's going to be his backfield. before before long if I had to imagine and they're already using them in how I like while Roshan Roshan has been my number three running back in this class uh, for I don't know five months it's been a long time since I made that decision and I'm still there there's nobody else that has shown me anything um, I, the only pushback I'm going to give you is Khalil Herbert that guy is a running back he is a really, really good pure runner. Uh, he's not a great receiver, but he can do it. Man, that dude is a stud just playing on a shitty offense. It's it it's not his fault that he's not able to um, showcase his abilities. The offensive line, the rest of the rest of the offense. We just talked about how shitty yeah. Justin Fields is. It's not opening up any holes for him. Yeah, that's fair. I just I mean, Roshan's look good when he touched the ball. I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm not pushing. Well. Yeah, yeah. They'll see it as I'm well. I'm not pushing back on the on the pick. It's just a little more respect for Khalil Herbert, please. He's fine. That's how I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not somebody I'm targeting. I don't think he's going to own the offense for. Honestly, I don't think he owns it this year. Much less, I don't think he'll own it in the future. So. No, I I think it'll be a it'll be a committee all year, or at least it'll be those two guys. Yeah. When healthy. 
Cool. All right, you got a two. Oh no, I'm at two or three. Yes, sir. All right, it's 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 too far for Charbonnet to fall for me. Just on his potential, he hasn't shown anything. DJ Jalis is getting more run, but that's because he's a rookie. I'm convinced that it's it's another one of those situations where he's just he hasn't gained the confidence of the coaches that he's going to be where he needs to be at all times. He'll get there. He's he's. I mean, he, he's a solid talent. Um, you know, he, he didn't show anything in college that, that that made you think that he was deficient in his ability to learn an NFL offense. We just got to give him a little time. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've never been that high on him. He's he's fine for me. I think he's a floor play, which in mm-hmm. 203 is fine to take. You yeah. Know, you need running back, so no problems there. All right. You got a 204. Um, I, I can't let him fall anymore. First round wide receiver, Quentin Johnston's going to have to come off the board. It's, it's right time. Um, I probably should have taken him a little bit earlier. Just the offense is too enticing. Uh, two receivers that stay hurt. Um, I think by the end of the year, we probably made a mistake letting him go to 2-4. You could be right. I have just been the lowest on Quentin Johnston out of anyone. Uh, I was very skeptical going into watching tape on him last February. And then I was pleasantly surprised with the acceleration and the speed at his size. I, I couldn't believe it. It's, it's actually very rare. But as I watched more and more film and saw how raw he is, like he doesn't know how to catch the ball. He doesn't even use the correct technique when putting his hands out a lot of the time and He's not going to get open. And uh, it, yeah, I do think that if they start using him the right ways, he can make some plays. Players can develop, they can learn these things. You know, it could happen for him. So 204 is definitely fair, might be a little low. I wouldn't have taken him there, but that's just because I, like I said, I'm just skeptical of these really raw type players. That, Everybody knows how much I don't like Christian Watson as a player. I don't know him personally. He's probably a really nice guy. <laughs> he seems pretty cool. Yeah. All right, 205. Uh, it's too far for H in the fall. Yeah. He was going late first round. But the fact that even with the injuries, he can't get in there over Sylvan Ahmed, Ahmed, I guess that's that's, you know, Again, young player, getting acclimated to the system, gaining coaches' uh, trust. But just the fact that he wasn't able to come in there and um, seize any kind of real job bumps him down a little for me. Yeah, that's fair. He was going to be my next pick as well, Um, though who I'm going to take. I was battling between. But, yeah, man, I I loved A-Chain. The speed in the offense is a great fit. I'd love to see him just get some touches get him in space and let's see how fast he is in the NFL, which we know the answer to that, but I just want to see it. It's another one. And they haven't needed him yet. Correct. Yeah. He's a, he's a fun player to watch. I just want to see him get the ball in space and just watch. That's all I want to do. I just want to watch him. Yeah. And once that happens, once he makes a couple electric plays, his his stock is going to shoot up. Absolutely. Might be a nice little cell window. Yep. Um, So, as I just teased, I'm going to take Tajay Spears. 
Okay. Somebody I've been high on. Um, I actually I totally talked, forgot about Spears. I actually talked to a friend in the before the draft, and he kept taking them before me in rookie drafts. We're in a lot of leagues together, and I guess he watched the tape and also agreed. So he has a ton of shares, and I just get to watch. Um, but yeah, somebody I liked. He's looked great the first two weeks. I love the usage already. Um, you know, Henry's what thirty, so. All it takes, unfortunately, is a rolled ankle for him. And instead of two weeks like it used to be, it could be six weeks. Yeah. Tajay Spears in that offense would be nice. I've been nothing but pleased with what I've seen. He's looked great. You know, he's he's agile. He's fast. He's stronger than I thought he was. Um, it looks like he's somebody that could take over for Derrick Henry. Yep. Whereas, like, A-Chain – yeah, thinking back, I forgot about Spears. I'd probably have taken him over Charbonnet. Uh, like, A-Chain doesn't have the ceiling, I feel like Spears has, because I don't think anybody's give, ever making him their lead back. He's always going to be a complimentary player because of the size. I think that's all he needs, though. That's He needs 8 to 12 touches a game, and you can see 20 points a game. He's that kind of player. Especially in that offense, we don't need him to get 20 touches. We need 12. Right, but if he doesn't break one on any particular day, you could be looking at a five-point day. Yeah, not with receptions, I don't think. But I understand what you're saying. I just uh, The electricity with A-Chain is a difference maker. There, there's yeah. not going to be many times where he doesn't break one. And I don't mean break one is in 80 yards. I mean break one is in 20 yards. It's sort of like – Gibbs Jr. in a way where yeah. he's going to need a huge amount of efficiency to make up for the lack of volume. Yep, I agree. All right, he got it. Oh, no, I'm – You were up, <laughs> Keep sir. doing this. I'm up at 207. I'm going to take Josh Downs. This is not someplace where I would have taken him a few months ago, but looked really good in camp, got a um, good chemistry with AR. Um, he's – a starter, he's the starting slot receiver right away as a rookie. So that's something I love seeing. If you're getting the snap percentages early on, it'll come. You know, the rest, the volume, the targets, they'll come. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, I keep saying this, but there's a then my next player is who I'd take over him, but he was my next receiver after this guy. So I like Downs. I think he can help AR a lot. Uh, they just need to get him and get the ball to him. Yeah, more and more these days, I am starting to not give a shit about a receiver's size. Uh, if, Welcome. If you're, Welcome to the club. <laughs> if you, oh, I mean, I've been there. You know, I, I've been there for about a year, but I'm really starting to cement myself into just not caring at all. Like, if you're fast and agile and you can get open, I don't care. I'm, I, I don't care how big or small you might be. If you can play, you can play. That's the way the NFL is set up to work now, you know, with with the five yard rule that they strictly enforce. You know, it, it's a huge advantage to players like Downs. Um, I'm gonna go Jaden Reed at 208. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no issue with his usage the first two weeks. Um, been exactly what I've wanted to see in an offense that you know with. You have Watson at the one, but you have nobody at the two, so you have Reed at the two, if we're going to be honest. Um, you haven't had Watson at the one yet. Correct, which is even better. So that's been dubs. 
right? Yeah, but has it? <laughs> I hear so, you. So I, I just think Reed's a great chance for a good opportunity in an offense that's going to mold throughout the season. I love the fact that he's out there. Uh, it, it has put him on his, on my radar, whereas I would not have a share of him. Uh, I considered taking him as a as a part of a trade earlier last week. I didn't do it, but he's actually on my radar now where he wasn't, you know, as a player that I don't consider a, a bus roster clogger. But let's examine the usage a little bit. So, yes, he's out there, but the two touchdowns last week were gimmick plays, right? And most of his usage is gimmicky. It's jet motion. It's uh, – uh, wide receiver screens, it's close to the line of scrimmage kind of stuff. Uh, he's definitely not going downfield and getting open against corners yet. Yeah, he's He was raw coming out of college, which was my big problem with him. I don't think he's a bad bet as a prospect, just not where he was going. And um, it's pretty much pretty similar here. Late second, yeah. early third. I just I liked all of the other guys in that range better than him because he's the most raw um, out of all, pretty much all of them. Yeah, there's probably a name I should have taken. Um, but I just – week two as a rookie, this kind of usage, doing something with it is very promising. Um, I just feel, you know, late second, that's easy worth the risk of somebody that by the end of the year you're like, oh, this guy could be worth the first. Definitely big upside. And And – Huge that he's out there this early on. Yep, and getting you the ball. That's as mm-hmm. important as anything. That's one thing right. I and don't they, like with Downs is Downs is out there, but he's not getting the ball. Right, and they are manufacturing touches for him, so that that shows that the coaching staff like like they like him and they want to yep. get him the ball. So that's yep. good. I'm going to take Jalen Hyatt next. We shouldn't have let him fall this high, this far. The fact that he's starting has already caught a long touchdown. Um, the speed is really real with him. Um, if we had Chad on right now, he'd be going on and on and on about how. Oh he's yeah, the next he, well, he would have already taken him. Yeah, he would have, and and he'd be calling him the next Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> he's already he said that to me last week. Oh no, he compared Jalen Hyatt to Deshaun Jackson, oh, my. which I just kind of, I was like, okay, <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody must know what I think about Djax. I mean just one of the most lightning players of all time. So it's a little early to to compare Jalen Hyatt to him, but the speed is really real. Um, He is going to get open deep and on crossers. And once this offensive line gels a bit, uh, I think Dimes will have time to go downfield to him. For, to him right now he does not. That offensive line has just performed miserably. It looks, looks like a bad college line. Looks yeah. like Auburn. It's been terrible. Yeah. So, but, you know, just just my belief that they'll get that worked out. Dable will settle that offense down, uh, and Hyatt will start getting more deep targets. I mean, that's a steal at 209. Yeah. No problem at all. Um, 210, we could look like absolute fools when this podcast comes out Monday after Kendra Miller goes crazy uh, in about an hour. Um, so I'll take him at 210. It's He's fallen too far. He was up early to mid-second in pretty much every rookie draft I was in. And just because he's not on the field, we can't punish him that hard. 
Um, it's a good opportunity. I hate we didn't get to see him a couple more weeks without Kamara. But, uh, you know, Jamal Williams now on IR, I would assume we're going to get to see some touches. He's a go this week, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's uh, it's worked out in his favor for sure. Now, this is probably my second least favorite player in this entire rookie draft, has been throughout the process. I didn't like his tape. Um, he's a big back that runs like a small back. But running style can change once you get to the NFL. I actually thought that was Monty's problem. Like he thought he was like this uh, agile, going to juke you out of your shoes kind of back in college. And then when he got to the end, and probably his first year in the NFL as well. But once he got, once he figured it out, started using his elite violence, um, Monty turned into kind of a monster. But that play style doesn't keep you healthy. Yeah, you know, it's the it's the whole kind of the Chris Carson rule. You know, if you're just going to smash yourself into the defense at a thousand miles an hour every play, you're going to get hurt. So yeah, I, I want to see Kendra Miller start playing that way though. So I'm really excited to see him. Just I, I wouldn't mind being proven wrong at this yeah, point. I've always liked him. I, he's somebody I have plenty of shares of. Got him in the like I said early to mid second. Thought he had a good opportunity, especially without the three weeks of Camara. But we don't get to see that. Hopefully, we get one week. You know, again when this podcast comes out, we'll know if I'm a genius or an idiot, and we'll see. <laughs> if he, if he can, yeah, commit himself to getting north and south, this is a, a tremendous opportunity for him to cement himself as, you know, the other back to Camara. They yep. always like to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good pick. Good pick. This There's is getting really tough. I feel like we got a hit, and I hope we hit them both. Okay. Let's we're probably no pressure, no pressure here, so let's see if we can do it. We're probably not going to. Oh, God. Uh, Don't take who I'm scared you're going to take. Uh, it's your last pick. Remember that. This is tough. All right, I'm going to go tank. Okay. All right. There's one. <laughs> I was on the border of taking Cedric Tillman. Okay. That's not who I expect. Um, I love Cedric Tillman. He just hasn't gotten his opportunity yet, but he will. Um, also, it's not like the ball's flying around in, in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson needs to step his game up. He's, yeah. At this point, it's not rust. It's something else. Yep. Yeah, I wonder what that could be. Yeah. But Tank is solid. Um, at some point, I think you're going to see him get more than more. And, uh, I mean – ATN couldn't be making me look more smart so far, but <laughs> I yeah. nobody lasts nobody lasts every play of eighteen games. So Tank Bigsby's going to start getting some run. Absolutely, yeah, that was definitely one of the names we had missed. We had to make sure we got in here. Um, mm-hmm. I agree, he's going to get the touches. ETN has looked phenomenal, potential league winner, barring health, and um, again, they're going to have to spell him sometime. And a Tank's good enough running back to spell perfectly for him. Yeah, I agree. All right, to finish off, finish us off at two twelve. I'm gonna take the other tank, uh, Nathaniel Dell. Wow! All right. Um, speaking of a rookie who's been used, great at creating separation. It's uh, all you can ask for with the rookie wide receiver. Two weeks. It's been, like I said, everything you can ask for. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a really, really good call. That's, that emphasizes the point that I just made about who cares how big they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. That dude is proving it in the NFL that, he, he, like you said, he creates separation. He gets open. The short area quickness with this dude is amazing. Um, he's just a really good route runner. This is all the things that we saw in college about him are true. Yep. You know, I, the skepticism that he'd be able to do it in the NFL was was there. And he let's let's temper expectations. You know, he's never going to be a an alpha like he. But I think he can work himself into a pretty nice second or third option for them. Yeah, and, and somebody that that's usable on your fantasy roster. Yep, I think he's going to be a perfect bench guy on your roster when you're a contender. And mm-hmm. you're like, ah, man, I got three injuries this week. Oh, I plug Dale and I plug Tank into my flex spot. Uh, I think nice. that's kind of where we'll be at. And felt like we had to hit him. He's done, you know, again, rookie receivers starting early. That's what you need to see. And we've seen it. Yeah. And he was a late pick, you know, in the NFL draft. And for yep. him to work his way in there like that is really, really, really nice. Re- really nice to see. Cool. That was fun. There's a couple names uh, that were in there that yeah, we haven't spoke about. So let's get some honorable honorable mentions. Who you got? Um, I don't know about honorable mentions, but guys that I see that were definitely in the top two rounds, and I think every rookie draft I was in that we didn't get to now were Jonathan Mingo, uh, Michael Mayer, uh, Rasheed Rice, Will Levis. I mean, all those guys I think were in pretty much every second round that I was in yeah, not there now um, and some of it's usage some of it hasn't looked good and you know for Levis he just hadn't had the opportunity right yeah Rushy Rice looks pretty raw I mean they have a they have a huge need for somebody to step up in that offense and he hasn't done it yet so definitely got to ding him for that we already talked about Mingo not looking good um, that makes me sad yeah um <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fact that I guess Malik Willis has taken a step forward isn't great for Levis. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think it'll be if Levis is as advertised by the people who liked him anyway. It shouldn't be too tough to beat out Malik Willis. Willis. But we'll see. He actually has some competition for the number two spot, and you know, we'll see who takes over for Taney mm-hmm. next year. Uh, but yeah. to be able to get a Maybe he's a starter next year, quarterback in the third round of a super flex league. That's a steal. Absolutely. Um, again, it's probably somebody we should have just put in there because yeah. of the positional scarcity. But I mean, looking at the names, I'm not really sure who. I mean, I don't know who I would have taken him out of. So I it's hard to place him in anywhere else. But quarterback's tough. Um, you know, as a just spent two seconds for a guy that was taken in the fourth round of rookie draft. So I already mentioned, yeah. And this was just such a deep draft this year that you saw, I saw this in almost every rookie draft that I did that like second and third rounds were completely random. Guys were going everywhere. Guys could go early second or mid third, same guy, you know, Roshan, I saw everywhere tank, same, Um, you know, I was getting a lot of these guys in the third round. Um, It's just, I kept trading back and all right, whoever falls to me, whoever falls to me, that kind of thing. Um, you have any names I that wanna, I mentioned? Yeah, I want to bring up Mike Michael Wilson for the Cardinals. He's yeah. he's out there. He's playing, looking pretty good. Um, definitely, uh, 
I don't think anybody could fault you if you took him in the second round. Uh, I already mentioned Cedric Tillman. He's more of a stash type player, but I think he's going to be damn good. He's He's got the size, speed, skill level to be like a true number one in the NFL. Yeah. Um, is that everybody? Tyler Scott yeah. disappoint, is, is disappointing. We didn't really so talk far. about Mayer. Are we worried? Or oh, we yeah, Mayer. Out? Are we, I mean, I brought him up, but we didn't say – I mean, are we out on him? I mean, what? I'm not out on him. I just think he's he's more of your traditional tight end that's going to take longer. Um, he's got, he does have to learn two positions. They do expect him to be out there blocking. And to think that he was just going to be mini Gronk right away is hmm. – Give yeah. him time. I'm not. I'm certainly not out on Mayer. He's he's very very talented, and I think he could be. You know, he could work his way into being a, a top top ten tight end at some point. Um, maybe not this year, but in a year or two. Him or McBride? That's tough. McBride's out there making plays now. So, oof. I think I'd probably take Mayer because he probably still has more value. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, I think he's he's fresh enough. Um, also, Schumacher, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure either. I didn't know. I don't really know what to do with Mayer. I have him in a few leagues. Um, have Obviously, haven't been pleased with what you've seen in the first two weeks. But, again, this tight end, we can't get too, you know, over the top about what we've seen in Laporta and Kincaid and Musgrave that just because we're not seeing it with somebody means he's done. But – as someone right. who thought we would get some usage year one, it's a little discouraging the first two weeks. We'll see what we get by, you know, week 10 or 12. They've also played some tough defenses and been a little dysfunctional overall. Not really yeah. his fault. Yeah, um, that's true. I, yeah, for me, he's an easy hold because you're not getting any, you're not getting enough value to want to trade him. You know, if somebody, if you're making a bigger trade and somebody wants him and is giving you second round value for him, then run. But other than that, I would, I wouldn't just trade him straight up for a second. Okay. I'd, I'd want to hold and see what I got. Fair. Um, two late names that I want to bring up that I think are interesting. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson is somebody yeah. that I think is going to cost a third to move, and people still may not want to do it. Um, he's a name people a lot of people like, but uh, I don't think you can get him for a third. I agree, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. In that in that case, we should have discussed him sooner. Yeah, if we're saying that, um, but that's another Dallas Hyder guy. DTR. He was yeah. huge on him this offseason. Um, I have a decent amount of shares just because of what we saw with Watson last year. You never know what you're going to get, and for him to be the backup's huge. Yeah. Um, and then Zach Evans for the Rams. Uh, it's another name with the Acres move. Could become interesting for. Uh, I, mean, I, I liked him out of college. Uh, didn't like what happened to him in the draft, but it's somebody that I thought that could get a, you know, now has a decent shot of getting some usage. So, you know, if if it's too late now, going after week three, maybe we see him and he's you know going to be a waiver darling now. But uh, this was somebody I picked up in a couple leagues that he was on waivers on. That's a good call. I, I actually forgot about Zach Evans. Yeah, I was very critical of him. During, during the process, but I still f- think he fell too low in the NFL draft. His physical attributes are like top of the charts for this class. I mean, he's not B. John, but I, he's got huge physical talent. 
It's just his vision and his decision-making and his just kind of lack of a plan when he gets the ball is what always concerned me. Now, if McVay can coach that into him, you could be looking at a real stud. Yeah. And, and anywhere in between, you know, if you can just get a nice flex guy out of him, he was free. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's a um, keep trade cut. He's rookie number 40 overall right now. Like, there's... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I gladly trade most of these guys above him for him. So, it's a... I just think he has a decent opportunity now that another back's cleared off. Um, I think mm-hmm. eventually that you'll see him get some run. What do we think of Acres in 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 Minnesota? We're getting um, a little long, so we'll, we'll wrap it up yeah, after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Um, I actually... I like it. That's the, really the only place I could see that I thought he would get where he had the ability for standalone usage. Mm. Um, Madison, I've never been a fan of, so I just think that this is a good chance for him to you – know, I think they're similar running backs, so maybe you see the same thing out of both of them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's of possibility spots. I'm not sure how much better of a spot we could ask for. This is the old draw straight line from the O.C., yeah. Now head coach to the running back, right? This this used to be the kind of thing that I think fantasy players would really fall for in the past. Um, but as a community, we've gotten a little wiser and we understand that you can't always draw straight lines. Kevin O'Connell was his OC in the Rams, so it, it is a huge advantage. Whereas if he had gone to a different team, he'd have to learn the system and it, there just would be a way longer learning curve right they once they did start using him he's inactive this week by the way once they did start using him uh you know it would just be very basic plays he can come in and know the entire playbook immediately in this offense and once he gets acclimated i expect him to be active next week and getting carries and right like you said madison being the guy that you have to beat out really works really works for me one of one of the probably lower talent level starting running backs in the NFL. I don't think he's going to take over for Madison. Madison's still going to get run. He's still useful, especially like he's a big body, so you can still use him in short yardage. But I, I, I'm hopeful for acres. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I've never been a big fan, but uh, I don't have many shares because of that. But I think this is a good spot for him to get in and get some usage and, try to build a little bit of dynasty value back up. It's been a rough road for him, man. Even in college, he was behind probably the worst offensive line in college football. It was god-awful. And then he gets the NFL and tears his Achilles, you know, right away and came back really fast, had some success, and then I think now he's getting in his own way. I think we all know that, right? He's mouthing off. So maybe this humbles him a little bit. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it, it teaches him that, you know, if he runs his mouth, he'll get another he'll get another job. You know, I, I I don't think it'll work again, though. If he wears out his welcome in Minnesota, he's in real trouble and will probably be, you know, probably like relegated to a practice squad guy. Yeah, that's fair. Right on. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. This was fun. Uh, please don't kill us yeah please don't kill us on this uh, 
on this rookie redraft, really what we're trying to do is just talk about these guys, right? We're, we're not telling you that this is absolutely what I'd do if I was in a draft. I, I, I even forgot to bring up a list, so I forgot a couple of guys. Um, but again, I, I think we've shown that the second round is is really flat. It, it has, it, it was all off season. It still kind of is. Um, there's nobody that you're like, oh shit, oh yeah, that guy could have gone in the first round. Not really. All these second round guys are second round guys, and it's more of just a preference who you like, um, what your team needs. Yeah, which is kind of a fun thing. I mean, that's a gives you the shot to get your guy without. You know, you can a lot of times make straight up trades for guys, especially if, you know, me and you, for instance, view somebody differently and, you know, mm-hmm. I can get my guy and you can get yours and we're both thrilled and there's a chance it works out for both of us. Absolutely. Yeah. If I can give you Kendry Miller for downs or Hyatt, I'm happy. Yeah. Which I would definitely do for downs. Right on. Right on. Yeah. I like it. All right, y'all. Thank, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your week three or. Once you hear us, you have already enjoyed your week three. Or you haven't. So, uh, yeah. Or you haven't. Yeah. I woke up this morning going, this is going to be either a really good day or a really bad day, but something's definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm hoping yeah. for good. We need some good. All right. So, join us on the Dynasty Warzone Network. We are Dynasty War Games. We come out on Wednesdays in place of the big show these days. Catch the big show on Thursdays. Thank you for joining us, and we are out. Peace. Chase my problems in time keeps on dragging. Can't get away from the fact I've been slacking. Oh, despite the cost, you know I got to try to try to. Every curve we face along the road, it leads to trouble. Try to wreck, we try to turn, we into rubble. Say it's not easy, won't you believe me? Oh, no, no, no. Don't mean to sound like it's a cliche. But the one thing we know, you only reap that you sow. And the crop that you owe today, tomorrow it grows without. Lost in the fray, and I can't find my way back home.